Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A racist prisoner. An interesting cellmate. Claude to Verada, Nick to. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss, joining me via the power of the internet, my two best friends in the whole wide world, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! How are you both this fine evening? Oh, tip top, guys. How you doing? Yeah. Tip top. Don't stop. Make your body rock. Don't stop. Um, it is... Monsters, a 90s horror anthology. It is season three. It is episode four. Today, we are talking about an episode called Cellmates. Can you believe it? Can you? God, can you believe I, it, guys? I, I can't. Everything you said, I can't believe. It's season three. It's episode four. Guys, we're never going to be able to watch. Well, I mean, I guess we could watch old ones, but there will never be another episode four of monsters that we talk about again. This is the last season. This is it. We are almost through it. Yeah. Uh, But before we get into the episode, we've got to dive into the mailbag. Uh, It's been a few weeks. We're about a week late with this one. But hey, hey, guys. uh, Hey, look, the the United States Post Office is having some problems right now. And the dark side ain't my homework. Um, <laughs> um, Sean Clorin, friend of the show, friend hey, for Sean. life, uh, he sent us um, a young adult novel using the license for Creep Show. Will be released in September. Uh, two original Creep Show novels. Um, one of them called The Taker by Ellie or Eli. I can't really tell. E L L E Y. Uh, Cooper. But basically, it's uh, young adult novels for Creep Show. Wow, that is awesome! Thank I, you, Sean. I love this news, and um, I, I don't think we can get an episode in without mentioning Michael Watkins. He purchased uh, from our sister podcast, Roach Coach, uh, one of our Activate the Pit T-shirts. Oh no! And he yeah. took a picture of himself in it and uh, posted it as a reply to our last episode. Um, oh, wow. so thank you so much, oh, Michael. That's great. You're awesome. Thanks, Michael. We love it. We're so grateful for you. We're grateful a hundred percent. To you. To yes. you. We're <laughs> grateful of you. How great thou art. <laughs> uh, let's get to it. Today's episode is called Cellmates. It is customary around these parts that we do guess what the episode's about based on title alone we call it the dark side guess which of us would like to go first 
I I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna assume that Matt and I have to go first by Jen's face. <laughs> Stop, she's giving us. Okay, okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I... please welcome the comedy stylings. <laughs> As you panic and point to a notepad that's empty. Maybe, yeah, maybe instead of pantomiming, you should be writing your charts. Now, I don't know if you've heard Jed Hansen's comedy before. <laughs> but let me just tell you this. Funny doesn't even begin, <laughs> begin to describe her. Earth. Okay. The earth has spun because of laughs generated by Jen Hansen. Cellmates. What if a guy, um, what if an Australian guy had a cell phone store? Uh, uh. Keep going. You're writing it now. This is no, it. His dad I'm on board is so like, hard. Dad is like, hey, you gotta come home. Your sister died. And then the guy said, Me sister's a ghost. <laughs> Cellmates. <laughs> and oh, and he has celery. <laughs> wait, wait, why? You already had a hat. Don't put another hat on it. <laughs> oh, God. Hold it. <laughs> So the Wait, kids see. Oh man, I pulled that one out. Well, we got to rewind a little bit. A yeah, was his sister a ghost before, and she died as a ghost, or was she like a human, and then she died? And don't then give us the stretch with... symbol. <laughs> Some mysteries remain a mystery. <laughs> You'll have to tune in to figure it out. <laughs> and even then, there'll be some questions. <laughs> oh, well, Jen, I mean, we quit. Top that. <laughs> Matt, would you like to go or would you like me to go? I will, I will, no, I will, I will go because I would like to get all of this out of the way so I can enjoy yours because you said that it was a paragraph, so I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. Cellmates. Gerald and Albert Hoffman had four had spent 14 months planning tonight's escape from Rutherford Maximum Security Prison. But all of that planning went right out the window the second the cadavers in the morgue began breaking free and rampaging through the complex. Now the patient carefully planned steps turned into an all-out sprint to escape D-block before the cadavers make their way to the general population or before the prison guards call in the riot squad. Ooh. Ooh. Well, get ready. Because uh, I think, I think you're going to be like Matt. I think we're we're, we're looking in the mirror. Um, <laughs> I think we 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 were writing buddies on the same wavelength. Um, cellmates, times are tough for Tiny Two Time Tony and Freddie. Kill your parents' last name. Too bad a hobo's curse put them in prison, and even worse, they're cellmates. Now the thousand-year storm can only be defeated if these two mortal <laughs> enemies can stage a jailbreak and save an orphan's life. Look out for that wolf, man. He's a vampire. <laughs> cellmates. 
Oh, God, well played. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, please hit us up with the sweet deets. All right, guys, we watched Cellmate Season 3, Episode 4 of Monsters. This episode aired October 21st, 1990. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. Spoiled American ends up in a South American jail for killing a kid with his car. He counts on his rich daddy's lawyer to get him out, but a weird old political prisoner tells him he's in the bad cell that no one ever leaves. Sure. Uh, this, yeah. This episode was directed by Stephen Tolkien. Stephen Tolkien has done uh, many TV movies. Uh, he has done his... His roster is like is like the Troy McClure of movies. Ooh, I want to hear some. So he uh, he was the writer of the college the college admission scandal. Uh, these are all TV <laughs> movies. New York I, Prison yeah. Break, The Seduction of Joyce Mitchell, Cleveland Abduction, The Craigslist Killer, Midnight Bayou, Carolina Moon. <laughs> well, so the last two sound like they are episodes of Red Shoe Diaries. Yes, but... they do. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I, I've actually seen the Craigslist Killer on like the Lifetime Network or something. So yeah. uh, he wrote uh, two episodes of Delta House, which is a 1979 TV show Delta that I House? Has... An Animal House. Was that the one that was that the one that was canceled like six episodes in or something? I don't know. Wait, let's see. Uh, so, uh, raucous exploits of Faber College's Delta House fraternity in 1962. Uh, let's see how many episodes there are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, it, it was thirteen episodes. It actually had John Vernon too. Yeah. Uh, episode was was uh, written by David O'Dell. Um, David O'Dell, uh, we've seen before. He wrote The Dark Crystal. He wrote Masters of the Universe. He was a writer for The Muppet Show, wrote Supergirl, uh, wrote for the new Dark Crystal. Um, he wrote episodes of Monsters, uh, Cellmates, uh, we just watched, and Bed and Bore and Pillow Talk, The Bed That Eats People. Whoa. And, uh, yeah, then he also wrote for Tales from the Dark Side. He wrote the episode No Strings. <laughs> Made of um, meat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wrote for, uh, he wrote 48 episodes of The Muppet Show, including episodes for oh Buddy Rich, God. Debbie Harry, and Gene Kelly. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, Timothy was played by Maxwell Caulfield. Maxwell Caulfield starred with Michelle Pfeiffer in uh, Grease 2, the much maligned and as it should be, Grease 2. Oh, I don't even think I've seen bad. all of it. Uh, Wait, was, wasn't it Dee Dee yeah. Pfeiffer in Grease 2? No, Michelle. We'll have to see if they sponsor this. Um, he was also, uh, Rex Manning in Empire Records, um, where they huh. celebrated Rex Manning Day, uh, played a douchebag, played a lot of douchebags in his career. Um, well, he, he knocked it out of the park and that's yeah, what he played Yeah, much. he did. Uh, it was great. 
Uh, Ferdy Main played the uh, the old prisoner. Uh, he was Count von Krolock in Roman Polanski's Fearless Vampire Killers. He was in a lot of German TV movies. Uh, he was in uh, seven episodes of a show called Frankenstein's Aunt uh, as Count Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Now we got to look for Frankenstein's aunt. Why I really, I really want to watch that movie. Uh, it's a TV show. Well, uh, it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frankenstein's aunt. Um, oh, God, the episodes are on. T- okay, great. Um, so, yes, he was in Frankenstein's aunt, seven episodes of it, uh, as Count Dracula. He was in The Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. I almost said a drag. I uh, was also in Where Eagles Dare. Um, not the oh, wow, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Sage was the lawyer. Uh, he was in nine episodes of a show called Campus Cops. He was also uh, in every TV show in the 80s. He was in uh, The Birdcage, uh, which is one of my favorite movies. He was the uh, the senator that uh, that died. Uh, he was also uncredited in Cannibal Holocaust. As <gasps> yeah. Oh wow. Uh, Gino Silva played the guard. He was Doctor Rod Rodriguez in My Mom's a Werewolf. Uh, he was also the skull in Scarface. Wow. Yeah. yeah so this episode is jam packed. Stacked. Yeah, stacked four days. Oh, that's about it. Let's just speed it up. family hour. There must be something on. Oh, Chris, Chris, my favorite. Oh, my favorite song. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. And the door from the monsters swings wide open to Move It, Gringo, my kind of episode. I, what I wrote was, it was the angriest high school Spanish ever. <laughs> <laughs> Vamanos, gringo. Andale, andale. Uh, so, so Maxwell Caulfield is getting thrown into a, uh, a, a, a where is he? Do we know where he is? A prison? We, we have no idea somewhere what country. Latin America. Yeah, somewhere, uh, somewhere, Mexico, yeah. Somewhere Spanish speaking is being thrown into a, uh, a prison or into a jail cell. Uh, and he is being a real dick about it. He, he, sh- he does everything short of saying, hey, my Miami Vice jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he does, he does yell, don't tear my jacket. Yeah. And then better not, not my lay a boots. finger on my Porsche. It has a very delicate... Gears. It has very delicate gears. Gland? Ran? I wrote this in the dark. Okay. So, (laughs) Jen, this opening scene lets you know everything that you need to know about this asshole. Yeah. Yes. Number one, he's in a foreign country. Number two, he thinks that you should treat him like he's actually from the country, even though he's the visitor. Um, well, he's from America, which is the best country, so every place it, should. Well, American exceptionalism has taught us that you just need to treat everybody else like shit. Because yep. we're yeah. number one. We're number one. Number one. 
USA. Yeah. It's going really well. It is what it is. <laughs> but he so, says, you don't look out for my Porsche. He has very delicate gears. Delicate gears. And I'm like, I write, said like a true pussy. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> like, what do you care? You're, he doesn't understand that he's in prison. No, well, so this guy does not understand anything bad, I'm sure, that has ever happened to him. Because, because somebody has always gotten him out of it, I'm assuming. His father, his money, whatever has always gotten him out of it. So, can anybody explain to me? why he takes his glasses and drops them down the toilet chute. I couldn't see what it was because I was watching it on He my takes phone. his glasses up. There's a callback in the very end of the episode. So I guess this is technically Chekhov's oh, okay. gun, right? Where he, he it, takes... The glasses the... go down the toilet in the first act. <laughs> <laughs> somebody better put those bad boys on in the third. <laughs> But he, yeah, he takes his glasses off and, like, folds them up and then says, God, I hope that's the latrine. And then slides them down the hole where it's like, at the very least, you could take the arms off of those glasses and pick a pair of handcuffs. Like, it's not that hard. I've done it. Like, keep those, keep those... Don't throw him down the toilet, man. The, That's... Before before he throws his glasses down the toilet, it should be noticed that the guards steal his boots. His awesome boots. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah when he said, not my boots, yeah. And Did you guys watch, uh, you guys watch The Good Place, yeah? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. When uh, Chini gets the boots from <laughs> yeah, his friend, yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to tell a lie and say he hates the boots. Yeah. Those were those boots. Yes, they absolutely were. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very delicate gears. Um, there is a point <laughs> where my man is talking. Timothy is talking, and he's like doing, I guess, his best snake pliskin. <laughs> yes, because he does kind of like gruff it up for no reason at all. Like, yeah, he gruffs it up until he realizes that he's not the only one there. I guess looks like this is the latrine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who is this for? Oh, look, a mirror. It's me, Solid Snake, played by David Hayter. <laughs> Otacon, I need your help. So is this when we meet the uh, the cellmate? Because he, uh, he, so grabs for, he... he grabs for a mirror. Yes, okay. and that's when the guy grabs his arm and he says... What I have always found funny, and I know I shouldn't, in every sitcom ever, when someone grabs an old woman's arm, she says, stop, you're hurting, hurting me. me. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly what he says. And then the guy lets go of his arm. Uh, and I, I just... steal your mirror. I was just... I was, I was just going to look at it. Uh, and so my notes I are, man... You. Man, this guy is such a whiny fucking baby. He's got to be a Trump, right? Oh, he's a bigot too? Definitely a Trump. (laughs) (laughs) So, in my notes for the rest of the time, I didn't call him by his name. I just called him by Trump, bro. (laughs) 
I love this meeting uh, because this transfer I watched was so bad that my man straight up looked like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> our 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 cell buddy, our cell block buddy, um, old man Magic is like, uh, oh, they put you in. The bad, bad cell. Yeah, he, he keeps telling him, like, you must have done something really, really bad. They only put, like, murderers and communistas and child, who like, who the, do, the yeah, men who do bad things to children in that cell. You must be a bad man. Well, but you're you're in a bad cell, too. No, I am I am in the cell next to the bad cell. I am in a good cell. And then at Oof. some point, Timothy just goes, I've got to get out of this enchiladaville. And it is every, everything so many... was based on food. Every racial slur was based on food. Well, this was a time you couldn't say anything about Spanish speaking culture that wasn't related to food because no one knew anything else about it. It's like, I don't know, yeah. taco, enchilada, uh, opera, not beans. Yeah. Yes. Um, I I was cringing at that. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. And then I, after he said Enchiladaville, I was like, oh boy, he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> yep. Um, they put you in the bad cell. Men who do bad things to children, and I was like, uh oh, cues calling. <laughs> <laughs> and so he asks the the guy next to him, and Matt. Um, when I like I watch it on the Roku app and the Roku app uh, it's a lot better quality and what he looked like to me was the old man that was in like every 80s sitcom when you needed like a homeless guy or something where he's like the really skinny guy he was in Wedding Singer where he's like the guy who does break dancing in the bar that is what he looked like to me um, and he's like, well, so what did you do to get here? And, and he talks about how El Jefe wanted his land, uh, and his, his land that his father and his father before him had had, and he wouldn't get Oh, it sorry to interrupt El your Jefe. story, but, uh, I'm going to do some leg lifts over oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that he was doing TRX on the shackles. <laughs> do you guys think he improvised that? Let's see. Uh, I can only hope. I can only hope it wasn't in the in the actual direction. But yeah. Hey, uh, chains hanging from the from the walls. Let's see how much weight they can bear. Actually, you know what? I don't think he could have improvised that because knowing knowing this show and knowing how much money I had, those could have been paper mache for all yeah, we knew. Fair enough. <laughs> Just two pounds of pressure rips them right out of the wall. <laughs> But yes, uh, the cellmate completes his story that El Jefe wanted his land. Timothy's confused why El Jefe just didn't kill him. And he's like... Yeah, and he says, well, but we're from we're from one of the original families. We're from, like, the original people that came from this land. Now, did you catch any of the graffiti in in this cell? He wrote Timothy, and then it looked like he was going to play tic-tac-toe with himself. Or he was, or this was like, 
<laughs> like you were trying to track days, but didn't yeah, I was know say it was a hashtag, it. but yeah. obviously it was too late or too early for that. I want to see if I can find it and show it to you because I swear to you on the wall, it looked like the words El Manos Negro were written. Well, I mean, that would just mean the black hand. The black hand. The black hand. Yeah. Yes. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. No, that's, and that's that is, so... I, like, I mean, those are the things like I'm the into background. when I watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's got to be... Can I watch anything else? No, I'm legally obligated to watch this. Well, I'll just look at the background, I guess. <laughs> Black Hand, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder what movies that guy was in. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> in walks the guard, and he's got some water. And he's got it for the cellmate. But he doesn't have anything for Timothy except a big yeah, hearty so, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. So Timothy says, Hey, where's my water? And he says, Where's my water bean breath? Oh. And I Yikes. say, Oh, cool. It's a TV friendly racial slur. <sighs> Guys, it was a different time. Oh, it was a different fun. time. Then they thought about it, and it was like, maybe that guard's vegetarian. We don't know. I yeah. mean, let's just teach hate. Bean breath. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote, bean breath, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, and what, I, what I liked is when he, when he called them bean breath, the guard was just like, ooh, I love my new boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said the thing about uh, in Spanish and then the cellmate had to translate that, yeah, the, his new boots were a little too tight for him to walk anymore. <laughs> yeah. like, he had the real burn. It was a sick burn. Yeah. Uh, the cellmate does share his water with Timothy. Uh, and Timothy, instead of being like, thank you, is just like, yeah, that's right. I get water. Yeah. Well, no, he, he offered him a hundred dollars American. Oh, and then it he says he would, if he would it give travels, him, Jeff. yeah, if he, yeah, well, no, he once he gets the water, that's when he was like, "Do you take travelers' checks?" Uh, and then proceeded to drink all of it, and like the old man was like, "Oh, you know, like you can just have it. Like they'll bring me more water. I'll drink it again." Yeah, like you're in need. Go ahead. And it was like. Okay. All right. This this is a test, and he is failing. Yeah. Have you guys ever used traveler's checks? Uh, in the nineties, oh, I, I just have I just have I just have credit cards. So. Do they still Do they still have them? Yeah, I also use them. I think I think they, I think they do. They do still but... exist, but it's like not not. I mean, now that you have credit card and debit card so ubiquitous, there really isn't mm-hmm. too much of a need for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean when I was when overseas I was... last, it, sorry, Manny, when I was overseas last, it wasn't very hard to get money through an ATM. Right. Same. When when I was in uh, South America and Europe last year, it wasn't a problem at all to get money out of the ATM or just use a credit card. So I never really had to worry about cash. Yeah. And okay. that's what international travel is like. <laughs> um, and with that, we get an act break. We get yes. an act break. Sorry. We get an act break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. 
This man has worked a long, hard day, and he's got a lot of money to show for it. Other people's money. He's a pickpocket. His take, $700. It's dangerous to carry cash. Carry American Express traveler's checks. If they're lost or stolen, you can get them back. Your vacation is protected. American Express traveler's checks. Don't leave home without them. So what did you have to do? You had to like sign it, it was like sign and then you sign again in front of them or Yes. Let me play How one did more. You verify them. They were portable money orders. So you would go pay money to get denominational travelers checks. And right, like I remember getting like a hundred dollar traveler's check, and then you would pay with it, but they would give you change back in cash. Correct, because you have already bought them. You just bought a money. It's like a money order that ran like a check. Yeah, that was it. That was the whole deal. Now but so did did American Express just guarantee it? Is is or like, like, what was the protection? Ted knows. I can tell Ted knows the answer, and he's just like standing to the side here, like, like hopping from foot to foot. Explain it to me, Ted. Yes. So, uh, what I was said. So, when you bought it, you signed them, and then when you cash them, or, or yeah, you have to sign it a second time right underneath, so the person could see that the signatures matched. No. Oh. Thank you. But they're all like... Oh, and if they weren't signed, you could tear them up and get your money back? Oh, all right. Oh. But they were were all prepaid, is my understanding. Yes. Yes. Yeah, prepaid travel cards are the modern version of traveler's checks. Mm, Okay. I love how much fear is in that commercial. Let's let's take a listen to another one. Did Godwin do the soundtrack? What happened? We lost all our traveler's checks. Don't worry. I called the American Express. They weren't American Express. Uh, Most people carry American Express. Let me think. Look, make sure you ask for American Express traveler's checks by name. Don't leave home without them. You idiots. What are you doing running through Stonehenge? (laughs) Oh, you know, got American Express? Uh, It's no good for you. Uh, Look like you uh, make a big mistake. (laughs) Oh, look at you, you, uh, how you say, up a shit creek. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a poor stereotype. But, uh... (laughs) Because obviously uh, that sounded a lot more Irish than it did Italian. <laughs> that music it out there, but uh, here we go. Oh, no American Express uh, traveler's check. What, what the fuck kind of a traveler's check? Did you... uh, maybe I don't want to my establishment. Uh... Uh, joy, fucking good time traveler's check. <laughs> hey, this. Is printed on a candy bar. What are you trying to do? 
the, the, uh, most of the people uh, use American Express because uh, they're the only people that ever talk about having traveler's checks ever. <laughs> I literally no one else to talk about the traveler's check. How do you want to know if uh, somebody have American Express traveler check? Uh, don't worry, they tell you. <laughs> Is it, they tell you that, and then they tell you what they can and cannot eat. <laughs> well, no one gives a shit, Pam, from Wisconsin. No one gives a shit. You are in my you are in my weird European country of unknown orientation. <laughs> Anyway, good for you. 1979. Weird year. Weird year, guys. Weird year. Malay's days. Jimmy Carter. What can we say? <laughs> ah, Jimmy Cracker Corn. No one, no one cared. cared. No one cared. All right. And uh, we're back. Guys, I have been looking forward to talking about this with you since I saw it in the episode. Because the cellmate is straight up chanting. Uh, I sent yes. you guys screen caps of. So I was watching this on um, on YouTube with the subtitles on because I was watching this in my son's room uh, while he was screaming at me. So uh, <laughs> YouTube notorious for not being great at subtitles as it is. <laughs> wow. Wow. But as far as I know, the chanting was Papa, 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 carpet, except a piccata, pursue eggs. So I'm going to see if I can find it. Because here's what I wrote. Here's here's what I wrote. Extra Papa Kettle, Extra La. That sounds a lot closer to what I heard. What did but you man, did maybe, you write maybe, anything? Maybe you could, I did not. No, I just I just wrote uh, the old man um, is singing to the sun. All right, here and we Trump go. Row yells, "Shut up!" Yeah, let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. Extra papa kettle, extra la. Extra papa kettle, extra. Except uppercut a bit extra. Papa dreams so the old man explains that he needs to sing to the sun so that it can find its way under the river of night and that it can find its way out and sure. trump bro acts like a real dick and keeps picking his cot up and down and slamming it and it was like you are making far more noise than the old man was just lightly singing to the sun I did not understand this explanation. 
the 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 story about I I did not understand this episode. I liked this episode, but uh I was a little confused by this episode. Well, there's there's little to no explanation other than I'm your cellmate and I'm from an ancient bloodline. Who yeah. who's a ghoul monster? Well, there is a bit of muddling that's about to happen because uh we're about to meet his lawyer. So he he bangs on the floor with his bed. With, with, yeah, with his bed. And that's when the lawyer shows up, though. The lawyer shows up and he's like, Timothy Danforth? I'm a Which year. one of you is Timothy Danforth? <laughs> Where might I find <laughs> Timothy Danforth? I know it's one of the two of you. <laughs> which, one, which one of you is wealthy American teenager Timothy Dan? Why it seems I have the name of a honky magoo, and here I am in a jail in <laughs> a jail in central Mexico. I'm imagining. I don't know. Um, so this seems to be the whitest name, Timothy Danforth. Very, very white name. Uh, and your name, sir? Oh, you don't understand the English language. <laughs> oh, the Papa Kittle. Extala. Well, we... This lawyer... Guys, can we talk about this lawyer? Uh, you mean Dr. Samuels from out of the class? <laughs> um, is there any scenery left? Because he is making a feast out of it. He is chewing it up. Nom, nom, nom. Matt, he is in this episode for three minutes. Leave him alone. <laughs> well, it, it felt like 20 because... <laughs> there are more pregnant How pauses that gave episode? birth during this episode. Yeah. I'm amazed he didn't have like a southern accent and was just, just wasn't just constantly mopping his brow like really You're going full Dude, I got the information. Oh. You know what? I would I would actually love to see that episode. Now tell me yeah. to damn for if that is your name. It seems I got the information from the Federalis that you have killed a child. <laughs> now is that true or did that not true? It's very cool in here. I don't know why you are sweating uh, like a. It is totally true and stuff, but like, I also, to my fairness, am an American, and my dad owns a saving and loan. Uh, please use a racial epitaph based on food, please. Uh, uh, I punched uh, some taco heads in the <laughs> face. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, I'll get you out next week. <laughs> uh, next week? Why can't you get me out, like, now? These things take forever. Anyway, I got to get the fuck out of here. As the sun is setting, and it seems this place turns into boogaloo shrimp. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the sun sets, so I gotta go. Superstition, old religions, whatever. He's got a crucifix, so he cool with Jesus. Definitely not like a Blair Witch thing. <laughs> I, I was very... Uh, this was the most hamstrung uh, 
information dump we've seen in a while where it's yeah. like oh yeah this guy next to you is about to turn into the incredible melting man but we had <laughs> no setup to justify this so yeah. i'm just gonna say i got a skied haddle because even the uh even the warlords don't come to this town after dark i don't know if i'd say there was no setup well, oh, okay, yeah, you're in a cursed cell, people disappear from there. Yeah, and, and then also he he stole the old man's water, never paid him, and then was a total dick when he was trying to say his prayers. I wouldn't say that there was none, but you're right, there was no setup for Incredible Melting Man. Uh, anyway, I'll see you later. I'll see you later. We now get another set of chanting. I wrote... Yeah, to the moon this time. Out of Luxna Bucket Cocktail Chulale. <laughs> uh, that tracks. That's what I got. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> well, uh, we're about to enter a portion of the episode I call Melt Wax Man Melt. Uh, I worked on a uh, an extraordinarily low budget horror film that involved somebody's. There was a scene I was doing uh, the quote unquote special quote unquote effects for, um, and one of them was to uh, to do somebody's face melting off. So I, uh, you know, took a skeleton and then molded wax, you know, for like all the muscles yeah. and colored it and everything, and did, it looked really cool. I mean, terrible but cool. Uh, and then we had to stand in their basement. And uh, hit it with two heat guns. Ted and I just had heat guns to try to melt this wax, and we kept blowing the fuses in the house. Or like blowing, the so it was like five or six. You know, we just do it for a while, pop. Do it for a while, pop. It took hours to melt a man. Well, stop motion melting McBucket. Uh... Not everything can be returned to the living dead, or yeah. or. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, man. I mean, but uh, we leave the melting section into the milky ding dong section. <laughs> that was a ding dong, right? That was a wiener. It, 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 so the dude melts into a puddle of vanilla pudding, goes through the bars into the into Trump Bros cell, and then yeah, you just see like a kind of a floppy ding dong arise out of the pudding and then grab his arm and that's and then he breaks the mirror stabs it and the milky ding dong goes down the drain it kind of makes like like a "Ah!" and then yeah like well like uh, he also screams uh and then stabs it and then it shrieks and then goes down the uh the latrine hole and then says manana gringo i will be back manana look dude if you can speak english just say tomorrow dude i will be back tomorrow he shouldn't have to say it you know he's made a he's he made enough allowances it. for this white you know, dude I yeah i don't pick one or the other i mean don't 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 limit yourself. But, but Let's what? not make the goo the enemy here. Even there's a pile of murderous goo and this asshole, and we know the asshole is still the worst one there. Oh, oh I yeah. Am We're all on the, the side of murderous goo. Okay, that vanilla pudding had every justification for murdering him with a 
Yeah. Ding dong. Yes. Well, that milky ding dong going down the drain means one and only thing. It's time for another act break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. production of a movie i this trailer cannot be the trailer this is three minutes and 34 seconds of just song snippets <sighs> what does this have to do with werewolves <laughs> matt was expecting the howling too that's also what i thought it was <laughs> Okay, well, I'm just going to quickly play another uh, trailer for Grease, okay? So, here's another trailer for uh, Grease 2. Party time! Ow! It's the Rocky. Shocking. New way of horror. Howling to Grease. <laughs> the greasy howling to Howling to I need to rewind. I need to rewind. Can I hear that again, Matt, please? Of course, of course, of course. Of horror. Howling to. Howling to. Howling 
I'm not Peter Murphy, but I'm pretty close. It's me, Jerry Murphy, Peter's cousin. <laughs> it's not over yet. Oh, man. So, guys, uh, <laughs> I think when I was, like, 13, my parents were going, like, you know, they knew they could leave me by myself on New Year's Eve, and they'd go to, like, a party or whatever. And my parents were like, you can rent whatever you want. Just go and, and pick your movies out. And, I mean, let's face it, the cover to Halloween 2 with Sybil Danning's cleavage, how was I going to pass that up? So I got like a movie that I thought would actually be good. And then I got Howling 2 for Spankbait. And so I made it probably 15 minutes into that movie, knowing how much nudity is in that movie. And I turned it off. <laughs> it's I own it and I have not watched all of it. Oh, it is so bad. And I, I yeah. Matt, Jen and I were talking uh, earlier. Christopher Lee, when he starred in Gremlins 2, apologized to Joe Dante for starring in the sequel. <laughs> because Joe Dante had nothing to do with it. And he was just like, I just want to apologize to you. Because I starred in the sequel. I needed money. It's no excuse. Howling. Howling. <laughs> <laughs> what like right. what a phone in of a song. Uh, <laughs> it needs to be something about howling. Cool. I got it. <laughs> and we're back. Hey, you know what's cool? Bribing guards. I make you so fucking rich. You'll eat lobster tamales all day long. So my my notes on that were, I know it's racist, but I kind of actually want to try a lobster tamale. Oh, lobster tamale sounds great. It does, right? Like, the lobster is, like, mild enough where it would go with the, with the corn. It sounds yeah. good. It sounds, huh. it sounds delicious. Hey, and you know, um, you know how I'm going to bribe you? Traveler's checks. The easiest way to buy. <laughs> I'm like, is this... I only have to sign it twice. Is this guy sponsored by American Express? <laughs> and um, he keeps talking to him and making like, we're going to walk. And then he'll take his little fingers oh, and make the walking yeah, motions. I, I just wrote that Trump bro talks to him in baby English. And I wrote, these hand signals are so condescending. Yeah. And then he says, talk English like a normal person. And I wrote, you're in Mexico, asshole. <laughs> we don't even, I mean, they do things. a great job of making yeah. him unlikable. Yeah they, yeah, they have nailed this character. Well, yeah. here, I'm back here, dear brother. Oh, God, I was just sweating. sweating up That's a what I... That's when I wrote Colonel Sanders Esquire shows up. Well, and suddenly he's working for the prosecution. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah. He, he, well, he doesn't so much work for the prosecution as Trump bro just confesses. And he was like, 
where like he starts asking him some questions about that. And one thing that I really liked was that instead of calling him El Jefe, uh, Trump bro calls him El Huevo. Yes. The, the egg. big egg. Yeah. <laughs> this part. This is when this is when he's he's yelling at him because he had uh, like money in his car that was for drugs, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. where they, they found, like, the false tank or whatever that had a bunch of cash. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the the defense attorney d- does basically make the case for the prosecution that, like, you were here for drugs, you got high, you were driving too fast in your car, and you hit that kid, didn't you? Like, he does, he... You're does my work. lawyer, shush it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hey, does the work hey, uh, of the prosecution. Make it that sound good. Lock up the they, truth and yeah. throw it like I throw cats into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I am a monster. Look, that kid was just another pair of sunglasses for me to throw down the toilet. <laughs> it's obvious I don't care about anything except me. So don't make me explain this to you. Yeah, so the the lawyer says, like, look, dude, I'll get you out of prison, but I'm not getting your money back. That money can go wherever. Like, the people in this town have never seen $20,000. $20,000? That was $150,000! Yeah. I mean, and- uh... uh- also, the the dude is gone in the cell. At the his cellmate oh, is yeah, gone, and yeah. he's explaining that hey, I got bit by goo. No yeah. one seems to care that I got oh, bit by goo. Oh, this is a great line him, read. Shows him the wound, and he's like, "What am I, a dermatologist? I don't know. I'm a lawyer, <laughs> not a dermatologist. <laughs> now I'll take the blonde, and you take the brunette." <laughs> <laughs> and again. San Gordo gets mentioned. I have no idea. Oh, That's the town oh, that they're in. Do you know what that means, Matt? The big girl? I don't know. It means, means. it means Saint Fatty. That's what it means. <laughs> yeah. Cool guys. So these they guys are, are... a lot of Spanish. <laughs> Whatever was left of the scenery in the first act gets eaten to yes, death yes. in this third act. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so the the guard sees something shiny because, of course, he does, and so he walks over to pick it up, and that's when uh, Trump bro takes the jagged mirror and puts it up to his throat, and he's like, "This is what we're gonna do. You're gonna let me out, and I'm gonna get out, and I'm gonna drive all the way to California," and. His lawyer's like, sir, you're in Spain. Again, his own defense attorney takes out his keys and is like, okay, cool, and throws them far enough away where he has to reach where the prison guard then punches him. (laughs) And the defense attorney runs over and they shackle him to the wall. I love that his defense attorney shackles him to the wall. The defense attorney basically says like, just skip town when I get you out, you idiot. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you can just leave and you never have to come back. Escaping from prison is life. Uh, I have all these traveler's checks, though. 
So uh, <laughs> I really I mean, like I to bribe somebody before them. I leave. Yeah. <laughs> Buenos dios, gringo. <laughs> Good God. Sure. I'm walking here. When does the goo come back? So uh, it is it is like maybe five or six seconds after we see him chained up that it then sh- it changes. So those to, guys leave. The guards are they are gone. And so you just see him like earlier in the day and then it cuts to later in the day and he looks out the window sun setting cuts to sun is set and we hear the gurgling in the uh the latrine hole and uh the gurgling in the latrine hole is my favorite cradle of filth album So the pudding comes out of the hole, and it blows over to him, and it, like it goes up his body and it goes into his mouth. And I wrote, "What the hell kind of weird bukake is this?" It's yeah, not good. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So they come back. So so there's this horrible you know weird melting he swallows it looks disgusting and then the lawyer comes back with the guard the next day and everybody's calmed down and and he's like i don't know how i managed it but i got a loophole nobody cares about kids yeah (laughs) found a classic loophole everybody thinks children are disposable lighters around here (laughs) uh and all you see is a person chained up in the dark uh, and then the old man shows up in the light uh, and says, you know, oh, no, he's gone. He's never coming back. And then pulls the glasses out of a pocket and puts the glasses on. And executive producer Richard T. Rubenstein. I, it was an odd episode. It was. Well, I wrote, why is this, um, why is this lawyer shocked that this happened? Yeah, I mean, he, he knew about the demons of the old, God, what exactly did he say? Demons of the old religion. Like, he knew that people didn't come into this town after dark. I mean, who wants to be killed by pudding, right? Nobody. So, so why was why was it pudding? I guess why was it why was it wee wee goo? <laughs> because why? it's easier to do slow motion. I guess I don't know. If it was a demon of the old the old century or something, why wasn't it? You know, he it was like a flying smoke. snake or some shit or a yeah, jaguar or some shit. Smoke and then takes the form of some sort of you know Spanish speaking demon or something. You know. Uh, you're, uh, all of these things cost a fortune. We have a milk dong um, <laughs> that we want to use. There is a moment when uh, the lawyer rolls up in there. He sees the guy and he puts on the sunglasses. And I just was expecting this to happen. Yeah! <laughs> just 
puts on those sunglasses. Yeah, make sure that's under seven seconds, Matt. <laughs> <sighs> well, meet a new friend. Meet a new friend. A new He's friend. like my other friend. Uh, let's go with the writer's room. Uh, I think there's a story here, and I think Jen's right. <laughs> Don't make the villain of this jello pudding pops like make make it an actual villain yeah i don't i'm curious if there's some sort of legend or reference or something that this was supposed to be better explained that this meant something maybe there was and it was just horribly botched in translation uh you know i can't I, i i can't speak to the nondescript country this took place in. Um, but yeah, I don't think so. I just think that it was budgetary or it was like, all right, well, so we can make like a flying snake monster or like a jaguar thing. Uh, no, but we can have the guy melt and turn into a puddle of goo and then flow through the bars and then grab him with a like a goo, a goo dong and then later just turn into goo and then fly in his mouth. Tell me more don't about this goo a, dong. Don't we have like a <laughs> werewolf costume or something laying around? Or uh No, we, we have we have that we have that for like an episode like three out. And uh the, the, the goo dong, it's uh it's what it sounds like. It's a, a, a it's a goo dong. What if he just turns into like uh, like like dry ice smoke or something, and he just you know materializes? Or, or like uh, we, we got the, we got the dry ice for an episode like five out. Uh, yeah, we need know, we that dry ice. Ships. We're on a tight ship, so I'm sorry. Uh, uh, look, I know, I get it. I get, I get that your family is deep in Jello. Okay, I get it, but. How dare you? How dare you? You don't cross big jello. Uh, don't you it, was, dare. It, was, it was fun. I liked all of the acting. Like all of the uh, all of the actors were. Um, yeah, I thought everybody was fine. I, I liked it. I thought episode. it was fun. Yeah, I. Uh, it was just know, good music. It. They had to shove a lot into 22 minutes. and Well, I had a problem, which was I was just waiting 22 minutes for this guy to die. Like, yeah. I yeah. didn't give a yeah. shit I mean, about this guy. They did, they did a very good job of making him really unlikable. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was just waiting to see how he died i i you well, know as soon as he started talking he was gonna get it yeah yeah it was yeah. a foregone conclusion this guy is gonna die yeah uh and it was just like how but uh i needed somebody else in the cell with him who was his cohort in this yeah as the counterpoint because literally if the if the police would have shot him at the beginning i would have been like that's fair that's fair yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like if he had had some sort of like choice or he crossed the dude in the cell or like did something that Yeah. I, I don't know. Like you already saw he was a piece of shit, but just like something to There needed to be know. some I like I didn't care about this guy at all, which is yeah. fine. But then it was just like 
well, then who cares about this dude? Right. Like, just Well, I guess it's just like, him. oh, this guy's a piece of shit, and we're going to get to see him killed. Oh, by milk? Well, all right. It's not the most satisfying. Death, Death. by milk. Death by milk. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Jen, give us a scale. Uh, scale of 1 to 10 American Express Traveler's Checks. Five-ish? Finkel? Uh, I, would, I, would, I would have to give it more. I would have to give it six and a half. I didn't think... I didn't think that the episode was that bad. I just thought that there were flaws. It's just a confusing, just the, it was a confusing monster, but I liked yeah. the rest of it. So what's your rating? Uh, six and a half. Okay. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah. Suck it, man. Uh, hey, yeah. man. I'm ready to suck it. Suck that milk, Don. Glug, 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 glug. Uh, well, um, thank you for joining us for another crazy adventure in anthology horror. Uh, if you have any thoughts of your own, any ratings or criticism, please leave them on the website. Uh, the website being Facebook. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a little thing we own called Facebook. Heard of it? Mm, <laughs> maybe yeah. you heard of it. Well, <laughs> I'm going to Scrooge McDuckett. Uh, guys, did I forget anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTBSPod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.